with Ryan Reese from Southern California. This is Live with Ryan Reese. Call now, 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. And we have Ronnie Feist in the studio today, and he's already messed around. You know when you were just making those moves with your hands? You're on camera. I can see this. <laughs> oh, I thought it was just live on the radio. Who's the no, joke no, on now? This is the webcast. <laughs> so if you pick your nose tonight, I didn't even know the whole world's going to see. You busted me already. <laughs> already. Already. Well, tonight we're going to have a rad show tonight. Um, got my good friend Ronnie Feist in the studio and Sean McKeon. If you guys don't know who he is, he's uh, one of the OGs that started the, um, the freestyle movement where they flip dirt bikes. You know, you see it in the X Games. It was in the Gravity Games. They've traveled around the world to doing many... Uh, tours from, uh, I mean, there was, I mean, what were the tours? You guys were going to Australia, packing like 20,000 people stadiums all the way to Europe. I mean, everywhere. everywhere. Have you guys been to South Africa? I've no, never been there. Yeah, South Africa. Yeah. I'm, I don't know if sure it exists out there, but yeah, they've, they've well, done they it big. And, uh, he's uh, actually considered a, a legend in the, uh, in the sport, correct? Sure. You're, you're, I'll take a legend. You're, you're going into that category cause you're, you're one of the, you were there when it all started. Yeah, no. But more importantly, the reason why I have him on the show is because I want to talk to him about what God's doing in his life. Because, you know, the success and all that, that's that's amazing. He's actually accomplished a lot in his life. But through that little journey, uh, he got caught up in, in the drugs and the alcohol and all these different things. And, but he found God uh, watching, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's his name again? Osteen. Oh, Joe Osteen. <laughs> Uh, uh, high on cocaine and through that whole process he came to a founding faith with Christ through reading the word of God but now I want to talk to you tonight Vice about what God's doing in your life because I know you know we've been friends for like I don't know we've been it's friends been for like while. seven years now it's been a minute probably like seven yeah. years I think I met you about a year after I got saved so mm-hmm. seven years now and as we've talked you know you've been through like the uh, mountaintop experiences mm-hmm. to where you went through the um the deserts, you know, mm-hmm. where it got dry. Mm-hmm. And I've been with you through that whole walk, and I'd reach out to you, you reach out to me, and we, we kind of we have that relationship. But recently, some amazing things have been happening, and just talking to you, you've been getting me fired up. Yeah. So I want I want you to tell everyone that's listening about what, what's been going on in your life to get you where you're at now and now what God's been doing. All right, so basically... Scoot up, scoot up to the mic a little bit. Yeah. I'm just in a new season. Basically, I was in a... I'm in a transition just in life in general. Yeah. Like basically I'm at the end of – towards the end of motocross. So I basically come – you know, I'm 38 now. get ready to turn 40. End of motocross. So I start thinking like well, how many more years is my sponsor going to pay me? What am I going to do? So I start just making plans. I'm like, okay, I'm going to start racing trucks. I'm going to start a clothing line. I'm going to, you know, start getting into real estate. I'm just looking at ways to survive, you know. Right. So I'm in a transition just in life in general. And – uh Basically, I put too much on my plate, basically, the way I looked at it. Like last year, I'm racing three classes in off-road, SR1, the Terracross, the uh, the Pro-Light class, still trying to be a moto dude, go to karate, go to training gym, start doing this real estate stuff, start a clothing line, and then still try to keep God first place. Yeah, how did so, that happen? Well, it's, it was tough. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I was in a dry season. And, like, I was in that season of that yeah. desert. Like, it wasn't on a fire season. I'm in this, like, season where I'm going through motions. I'm still in church. I'm still reading my reading my Bible, still praying, but I really wasn't connecting with God. It was like I'd sit down almost to read and I, to just check it off my box to say, oh, I read today. I'm a Christian. I'm supposed to read my Bible. So it's just like I sit down. I was reading downstairs, you know, at the breakfast table, and, 
you know, people come over my house to ride in the morning. It's always getting interrupted. My brother comes downstairs to make breakfast and just clinking, you know, making noise. And distractions. Stuff. Distractions. I'm not really connecting with God. And uh, so basically all this is kind of going on, and, and I basically realized, look, I need, a, I need to trim the fat. I need to – I'm spiritually dry right now. I've got way too much on my plate. I need to figure out – I need to make a change. So one of the things is like I basically changed up my spiritual – training program instead of just you know meeting with god at the at the at the kitchen table in the morning with all the distractions and just reading you know ripping through a chapter i would i'm like i'm gonna go up in the office and i'm gonna lock myself in the office and my first goal originally was 30 minutes i'm gonna I'm, give me 30 i'm gonna give god 30 minutes of just some reading and prayer with no distractions phones off do, do you know how many people go through this hmm. they are going through their christianity they're checking off their devotion in the morning, and that's that's it for the day, and they hit their church twice a week, mm-hmm. and there's no fruit in their life. They're dry. Yep. I mean, I can't tell you how many people probably that are listening to this are in this exact same situation, and if you're listening, we're going to give you the key to get out of that funk. Yeah. And here it is. Well, f- well first, I've, I'd say if you're in that season, mm-hmm. first place to look is are you even reading? Like right. how much time are you even reading? Are you even <laughs> yeah. in the word at all? Because that's, that's a, a good, good a good place to start. Like I always like to self-examine. Let's, let's look what I'm doing. Yeah. Like let's look at the training, the spiritual training program. Are you even reading? Because if you're not, that's a good place to get back to reading. And then same thing, like who are you hanging out with? Like who, who, who is your group? Are you, mm-hmm. are you with people that are on fire? Because when you're around people who are on fire, the Bible says iron sharpens irons, one man sharpens iron. Get around the people on fire, and th- they catch you on fire. True. Take yourself out of the group. It's just like I heard a friend tell me to, you know, kind of gave it like this. If a coal, there's a bunch of coals in this, in a mm. bonfire, and you take a coal out, and everybody's red hot, and you set it over here, what happens to that coal? It just dries cools out. out. Cools dries off. out. Yep. And it happens. So it's like you could first start to look at that. Like who— Am I around my brothers that are on fire? Or am I hanging out with all my my unbelieving friends, right. or even guys or other believers that are not on fire? Exactly. They're just cooled off. Cooled off. Yeah, lukewarm. Lukewarm. Lukewarm Christians, and and that's so. It's like, you, and then same thing. Look at your prayer life, and it's like you really. It's really going back to the basics. Yeah. Always. Like the basics is what works. You don't. Mm-hmm. Christianity is is it's it's really the word, prayer, fellowship. If you can get those three down. Usually can stay in the mix, but you have to look at like sometimes you need to change that up because I still had some of that going, but it just wasn't like you said I wasn't really around anyone on fire, mm-hmm. and my reading time was a check off the box reading. You know what I mean? My prayer life was a kind of God, I need this. Hmm. You need a, I need all this right now, Lord. You need to come through so I can go race some trucks. So I, I got to do this. I got to. And it wasn't really. It's not even. It's like I'm. I'm being selfish. I'm it's praying. called genie. It's called yeah, it's uh, Jesus it's as a weak. genie. It's you, weak. you just you rub yeah. the genie box. Hey, Jesus, give me this. Give me that. And just having everything on cruise control. You know, because what Ronnie's talking about right now, and this is what the Bible even calls us to do. You need to examine yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, even in uh, David said the same thing on Psalm 139 where he's. Just like praising God through the whole thing. Then he says this, Lord, search me and know me and see if there's any wicked intent in my heart. Because when you really get open before the Lord like that, he's going to reveal to you what's wrong in your life. Mm -hmm. And if you are willing to listen, that's where things can begin to change. The first letter that Jesus wrote to the church uh, in the book of Revelation, the church of Ephesus, of the church that left its first love. Then he Mm -hmm. gives them the solution. He says, remember from where you have fallen, repent. 
and do the first work she did in the beginning. It's, it's so simple. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you find yourself basics. you find yeah. yourself dry, you go back, <laughs> you, you you repent, make yourself right before God, and then you just return to your first love. God is there with open arms to just receive you to himself. I think people are just, ca- they get caught up in uh, uh, distractions. You know, that, yeah. that's, that's it's easy to get distracted. It's so easy to wake up and grab this and start going, the phone, the, the phone. phone. Yeah. I'm like, now I'm to the point where I'm like, I don't even, I'm not going to do you like that, Lord. Yeah, I'm going to give you my morning. I'm not going to sit there and scroll through the pages. I can wait. Like, yeah. you're more important than the page. But it's so easy. So it's easy. so easy to wake up before you even get out of bed. Go take a leak, run back, jump in bed. Yeah, Spend 30 minutes looking at a bunch of easy Instagram posts that are, don't mean nothing. <laughs> it's like, come on. <laughs> and then you, you haven't even, like, it's like, what's like what's real more important? Like, what really matters? And it's like, it, but it's easy to get sucked into that. That's just, yeah. it's right. just, like you say, you get but comfortable. It's, dis- it's, it's, it's discipline and, and, uh, and your priorities. You know, it's your priorities. You have, yeah. to, you have to decide. It takes discipline. You have all day to go through Instagram. You have yeah. all day to check your emails. You have all, you get up fresh and you actually kill the noise, turn off everything and hear what God has to say. Because if you just read through something and your mind's already like, I got to get in the shower, I got to get mm. in the car, I got to get to that appointment. You don't even read. No, <laughs> you can't even, connect. Right. There's no connection. There's no connection. It's just like, yeah, and then you're like, yeah, oh, man, I got all that stuff. And it's just, it's weak. And I've been there for, you know, in that season. And so what I had to do, I had yeah. to change up this, what I like to call it spiritual training, which is discipline, mm-hmm. commitment, dedication. Like, it, it, you need that in your life in, in anything. Like, martial arts, to be a, a, a top athlete, to be a a Christian that's going to, you know, make it through the fights because it is going to be a fight. Absolutely. You need discipline. You got to be committed. And uh, so I, I switched up the whole training program, spiritual training program, and I, lo- I said, you know, I'm going to lock myself in the in the office. I'm not going to stop reading downstairs because I can't connect. Went up in the office. Like I said, first day, I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give God 30 minutes. I'm turning off the phone. I'm just going to turn on worship music. I'm going to start praying. I'm going to read the word. 30 minutes. I walked out. It was two hours later. That was day one. And that's happened, wow. dude. I didn't even realize it, and it was just—I was just caught up in. I was just praying, and I start, and I started shifting the things that I was praying for. You know what I mean? I just, so, what, what were you praying I for? Was basically, what, what it was a praying for a lot for myself, and then throwing in like my brother, my dad, like throwing a little family here and there. But it yeah. really—I just basically got to this point where I'm like, "All right, Lord, here I am in this transition. I'm chasing. I'm trying to make all these plans for what's next in life." Like, you know what I mean? I'm trying to, like, go from motocross to off-road, maybe start a clothing company, you know, just trying to figure out what's next. But I never really even asked Lord, like, what do you want next life to look like? And it kind of hit me, like, actually, I think a friend asked me that. I think a friend said, did you ever ask the Lord what he wants? And I went, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. And it's not like I never prayed through some of that stuff, but I didn't start with, like, yeah. what's right. God's? And then it really made, I started just praying and thinking, like, the Bible said he's fashioned us in the wound. And then it says in Jeremiah, for I know the plans. I so the Lord knows the plans that he has for us. What are the plans? What are they? What, I've basically been making my own plans. And, and they're even, they're even a, a, like a proverb or something where it says that, that we make plans. But yeah, the, man the plans his way, but God directs his steps. Yeah, the, yeah the, the, the steps of the righteous man are ordered by yeah, the Lord. Something like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I just started seeking like, Lord, like. Here I am. What's the plan? What? I just lived 40 years of my dream 
I, I did exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a motocross rider. I became a motocross rider, and I, I lived it. I got to travel the world with my friends, do exactly what I wanted to do. I'm about to trans, transition in the phase two of life. What was, what was your dream? Mm-hmm. When you made me, why would you make me to walk mm-hmm. this earth? Like, and I want to know that. And I said, like, I just start praying that, like, Lord, like, show me. Show me the dream. Show me the plan. Like, I want to hear your voice. And I just start changing the way I start praying. And I got into fasting. I start fasting. Just so I, I like, I've never, I've been in church for years. Mm-hmm. Never heard one message on fasting. Mm-hmm. And then, I, like I said, when I changed up that spiritual program was getting locked in the office. I like to, it's like the secret place. Get alone with God. Mm-hmm. One-on-one with God. Like, churches are good. And I can get nuggets and nothing wrong. We should be in church. But yeah. I really feel like when you can get alone with God. That's when he speaks. Man, yeah. it's it's like, it's that personal intimacy just between you and God. And it's like, and you just, I just got in there, start locking in, start praying, start asking for, like, what's, what is, I want to be in tune with your will. I don't want to keep running trying to lead lead my life and do it my way like i want to go your way now so show me what that looks like so like i said spending more time in prayer and then like really really reading into the word and not just like rushing through a chapter like studying it like let's study it and like what does that really mean and then i'm like i want to like you know i've always liked to memorize stuff yeah i've always been like that let's memorize stuff but the lord's like don't mean nothing if you can memorize a bunch of verses you need to know what those verses mean. Dude, yeah. that's can you it. teach that to somebody? That's gnarly. So, yeah, like he's been in my ear like, hey, cool guy. You want to memorize some verses? Know them well enough that you can teach them. Yeah. Then it's cool that you memorize them. Otherwise, you just know a bunch of words that sound cool. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's just been putting me in a different that's spot. Not, he's hard just hard. been like, <laughs> so I've been like really like, Lord, I want to hear your voice because I hear voices. The man in my head, I got so many thoughts. I'm like, Lord, which one's you? Yeah. Is that me? Is that you? Is that Satan? Like, who? what's going on? Like, make <laughs> yeah. it clear. And like, so I just, this, the, the time in the office has just been a shift. I think between like the fasting, the time in prayer and really seeking the will of God and getting to that point where I'm abandoned. I'm like, if you told me to sell the truck, it's gone. It's gone. I could mm-hmm. care less about the truck because it really doesn't matter. At the end of the day, like, does it matter? No, no. it mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Like, I want to know, I want to, it's like, I want something so like, I don't want another church service. Like, I want to meet with Jesus in the office every morning. I don't want to just read the read anymore. It's like, I want to experience and to know who God is. And the, well, the that, deep things of God, like the, the, the heartbeat of God. And then, like, fire me up, Lord. Get me on fire. And then send me out. Let me go do your work because I've already done enough of me. Let's go hmm. do what you got. And, that, and that's exactly that's awesome. the difference between christianity when you're in tune to what god's doing and they're just stupid religion yeah yeah because honestly like when you're in the word like you're saying when you're when you're seeking god's will and i love that quote uh god what do you want is that was that the quote god what do you want with my life mm-hmm. that's that's the that's the key and when you're seeking god god what do you want with my life and you're if you're asking god that question and you really want to know well, you better deny stuff. You better do. You better mm. get alone to hear. How can you say, God, what do you want to do with my life? But you are just caught up in all these distractions. You, that's just lip service. Mm. If you are truly want to know what God wants you to do, I mean, dude, firstly, myself, what I do is um, I, go, I live over here by uh, Laguna Hills. So I go walking. I put Chuck Smith in my ears and I go walking for two hours through those hills. I'm away from everything. And then there gets to a point where I take out my, my, my headphones, turn them off. And I, there's this, it's like a, a, a it's like a cave where you where like these, these old, uh, um, 
bank robbers used to go, and they would stay under this 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 rock. And I go in there, and it's my prayer cave. I'm alone, mm. no, no nothing mm. around, and I pray. And I had God literally speak to me. I could hear His voice several times out there. It's not always in that cave. Right. I might just be walking through the hill, and I just take it out. But I want to know God's will for my life. So I go through a Bible study, and then I just pray as I'm walking, talking to Him, and I'm just sitting there listening. Mm-hmm. And that's when you hear, I've heard the most stuff out there. When I'm, yeah. when I'm, yeah. that could be my, that's my secret place. That's a, everyone I'm out needs there a secret place. In the hills, wherever that secret place is in your life. So keep going. Even, even Jesus, there, yeah. if you look through the Gospels, he always got alone. Always. Always. And it's like, it's and he, so easy to just to go through the motions of, of church and, and not really. That's so the easy. danger. So easy. Yeah. That's a, that is a, dude, honestly, that is a serious danger. Because I can tell you right now, Many people that are listening right now are in that dangerous spot. They're they're Christians, yes, because we're saved by grace, mm-hmm. awesome. But they're living this life of this spiritual yo-yo, like Papa Chuck says. You're high, you, you know. After they hear their show, they're going to be on cloud nine, high on Jesus Christ, and then they're going to go right back to their routines right after the show and tomorrow, and then they're going to be low. It's a spiritual yo-yo. They end up at church to hear something. And the bottom line is, you have to get in tune. You can't live that Christian walk. That Christian walk. Is James talks about it. You're like unstable in all your ways. Oh, you're no. being tossed to and fro. It's that Jesus says that lukewarm. If you're right. lukewarm, God, he says he'll spit you out of mm. his mouth. You have to be on fire. You have to be plugged into that source. Like I said before, my dad pulled out a cell phone to me and he, he waved it in my face and said, Ryan, he said, here's this cell phone. It's charged at 100%. What happens if I don't plug this thing into the wall? I said, "Well, dude, it's gonna die." He goes, "Exactly. That's what happens with that's what happens with our Christian walk. If you don't plug into the source, which is God, mm-hmm. and actually let it really connect, you know, sometimes you could connect the cell phone and it's connected, but it's not charging, right? Mm-hmm. right. You know, and you're like, oh, I just wasted thirty minutes and I didn't even get a charge. <laughs> it wasn't plugged in right. Yeah. And in the same way, that's the way it has to be with our Christian walk. It has to be plugged. You have to be plugged in right to the to source. source. To get the juice. Mm-hmm. If you're tuning in right now, this is live with Ryan Reese. We're in studio with Ryan and with Ronnie Fines, just talking about when you got to do inventory in your life and just get real before God, allowing God to just speak to you. And that's where things can begin to change in your life. All of us have struggles. There's always going to be obstacles. There's always going to be distractions, like Feist is saying right now, like just noise in the kitchen or whatever. It kind of started driving him to, like, I need to find my secret place. And when you look throughout the Bible, people that got alone with God, Jesus was an example of that. There was John Wesley, an old, uh, you know, a guy that used to preach all back in the day. He would say that I had, I have so many things that I got to do today. I must spend several hours in prayer because a lot of times in our mind, I got too much stuff to do. I don't have enough time for prayer. I don't have enough time for the word. But then you will find yourself living in a grind. When Jesus talks about the sower and the seed. I believe the one that is more predominant than any of them is the, the seed that fell among the thorns, which is the cares of this life, and it chokes, chokes out, out. Mm-hmm. the truth of God in our life. And there are so many things you get so busy doing things that the most important thing, like the Mary and Martha, that's what was on my heart. Yeah. The Mary and Martha, mm-hmm. Martha was busy doing all these <laughs> things, and you can be out there, and you can be serving even in a church or doing a lot of stuff you know, in ministry, get so busy but if you're not careful, if you're not feeding yourself spiritually, you can become dry. Martha says, hey, why don't you have my sister help me, Jesus? And he said, Martha, Martha, you worry about so many things, but there's one thing that is important. 
And that was what Mary was doing. He, she was sitting at the feet of Jesus. And she mm-hmm. found it. That's so, it. hey, check this out. I have, I, I can't name the friend, but I have a friend that's actually texting me. What's interesting is before he even came in today, I had one of my friends uh, text me. And she, I'll just read what this text was. And um, it just applies to pretty much what we're talking about right now. So, basically, this text comes in today and says, um, uh, I still have a hard time fully embracing God, um, if that makes sense. Now, this is a girl that's mm-hmm. in the church. She's a solid, she's a right-on Christian, my friend. And she goes on to say, like, when you talk about God, there's a confidence and a certainty behind what you believe. And I lack that. So she goes on to say, she goes, I guess I, and I said, well, what do you mean by that? She says, well, I guess I lack faith. I feel like, you know, without a shadow of a doubt that what you believe is real. Yes, I, I do believe that. And, and that's the way I think because I'm, I'm tuned into God and God's constantly working in my life mm-hmm. because I'm spending time with him, that alone time, a lot. And I'm not some super, super Christian or anything like that, but I'm taking that time. Let's just say that. So going on, she says, um, yes, if it's just hard, if even it even uh, it's just hard, it even makes it hard for me to surrender and just die to self with anything. But then I still have visions. And if I feel like I'm tortured more than joy. So basically she has the gift of visions. Mm-hmm. So she's. She's having this lack of faith, but she's still God's still manifesting these these gifts in her life because that's God's grace. Mm-hmm. God God can work through anyone, mm-hmm. you know. But then she goes on to say, uh, you know, this is uh, directed uh, to you. But she goes on to say, okay, uh, I'm terrified to ask God what He wants. My uh, my mind, uh, mind you, I'm li- um, sorry. She says, I'm terrified to ask God what He wants. And then it goes for me. You should ask your friend Ronnie. When did God? Make himself real. When did Jesus start speaking to what changes did he have to make? So let me read that last question. For me, you to ask, or she basically said, ask Ronnie, um, when did God make himself real? And when did Jesus start speaking to what changes did he make have to make? In recent or, I mean, yeah, I know Jesus has been real for a long time. We're going years back. But, but like now, like, so she, she basically feels like she's in a situation where you were at mm-hmm. uh, a couple months ago. Drying, she's in this dry routine. situation. Yeah. Now she's starting to have unbelief and she's just wondering what, you know, she, she's actually said she's scared to ask Jesus what she wants because she, I think what's going on with this girl is she's basically having a hard time denying self mm-hmm. and you were exactly in that situation what were those changes that you made one i mean i don't know if she like you gotta be real with yourself you got some sin with you because if you do you need to cut that off because that for one thing will blind you and that keeps you from wanting to read the word because mm-hmm. satan's so good at making you feel guilty and it, it keeps you from god so if there's some sin in there that needs to be uprooted right from the get-go and then uh like it's, I really just went back to the basics of just getting in that room and, and just reading and praying. I just went back to what I know works. And, yep. and through that, I feel like with the, the, the fasting in which I'm not saying like, if you're going to fast, God's going to, Oh, it's like, Oh, he's fasting. He, he deserves some favor. No fasting just positions you mm-hmm. to receive more of God. And then I got to a point where my heart was completely abandoned. I'm like, I was for years would would hold on I, I, like two percent like lord you know i love you I, talk about that two percent like a bit. just you know not, not you could be lord of, yeah. of, of over this but i don't I'm know if hold I on to this. let this go or like or or you'll just go do something and never even ask if 
access permission. You just you know, go do it anyway. That could be something completely against God's will. I mean, you're just doing it. Like oh, that, is, that means you're still Lord of your life. Right. Like when, I feel like when I got to the point where I'm like, Lord, I'm done. I, I'm completely. You can have 100 percent of all of me. I don't want nothing else. I just want to know you. And I feel like I just got to that place where it's like, Lord, I don't want nothing but you. I don't want some feel-good message. I want Jesus. And I want some radical Jesus. I'm like, I'm like, I want to see people healed. I want to see, like, I want to be able to see blind people get sight. Like, I want to see something crazy. Like, show me, show me the Jesus that's in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Like, not just the Jesus that's preached at church on Sunday morning. Like, I want Real Jesus, mm-hmm. and I just I just got to this place where I'm like, and it's just it. I went from kind of being like, there's a little bit of a fire coming back because it's like I was in that season for a minute. You were calling, dude. You were calling I me, going, Ryan. I got no fire. Yeah, I I, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. It's hard for me to go to church. It's hard for me to read. It's hard for me to listen to worship. You were we do we were talking, I and I'd pray for you, and, and I'd was, be like, dude, just get to the basics. And, yeah, yeah. And there was so there was a good year of that, a and year. then yeah, it was yeah. tough. And then like I there. I mean, do you think I even told you? I was like, I think I'm. A, I was ready to quit. Yeah. And then God would always bring back, like God's wrote a story in my life of it just revealing Himself through the years. And they've always been stuff in the physical. He's always showed me this, show me that, show me that. I've seen so much stuff to where, when I've got to that place where I'm like, man, I'm so, I'm just, oh man, I feel like quitting. I suck at this, man. Why can't I do this? And you know what I mean? And then I remembered all those things, and I'm like. I can't give up on God. And it's true. Like, if you're feeling like quitting, don't quit. Hmm. Because God hasn't given up on you. And he's never, ever let me down. He's always taken me back. The Bible says he'll leave 99 to go get the one. Hmm. And the Bible says that he has a name for you that he's going to write on you when Hmm. you get to heaven. And that name represents who you're going to be, not who you are now. He can see you in your struggle, but he, he knows where you're headed. So you need to push through the struggle so you can get to where he wants you to be. Mm-hmm. So I basically like going through that season and, and uh, wanting to quit, had all these like, you know, Jesus just reminded me, reminded me of all the stuff he's done. And then I was just like, this, this is tough. And then it just, it, it went, the beginning of, the, of this year, it started, I started being able to connect again. I'm okay, I'm getting back to reading. Okay, but it wasn't I'm, it wasn't this overnight thing. It was just no, a slow. No, it was like this slow little flame just started to come back in the beginning of this year. Beginning of this year, and but there was some sin in my life. I was dating a girl. It was completely not 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 of God. Not of God. And I can, and I knew it. Yeah. And I was like, I was lonely, bro. <laughs> I was like, yeah. enjoyed company of somebody. She was claiming Christian, but it was so many red flags. Like, didn't want to go to church. Like. I'm like, this girl doesn't even like to go to church. I put on worship music. She didn't want it to change it. I'm like, this, it's an unequal yoke. That's yeah. an unequal yoke. You can claim Christian, but there's different places where Christians are. So it's, a, yeah. it's safe to say compromises. Yeah, I was making a compromise. So I'm saying if there's sin there, you might need to start with that because I had some sin in my life and I needed to. And that, so that's why I said I got to the point where I'm like, Lord, I'm done. I don't want one more counterfeit chick in my life. I don't care if she claims Christian counterfeits out there and i'm done with the counterfeits i'm like bring me my wife can yeah. you bring me the the daughter of god like yeah. bring me her and i started praying in like <laughs> april was it april yeah april april may right around there and i just been in it but like i said that flame started to just come and then within like a month ago i had a friend come and just like dump all these resources on me 
and it was like almost everything that I need. It was just like refresh button. Like I was just searched. Like I was like even when I was going for that struggle, I was looking for a new church because I was like, man, it's singing these same songs. I'm yeah. like, man, these songs boring, dude. <laughs> I'm like, I've been singing these songs six years, seven years in this church. I'm like, come on, can we get a new song? <laughs> but the, when you when yeah. you got a little sin in your life, you'll start picking things apart. And it's really, you need that's, to look at you. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's re- a lot of it's like your heart's hardened and your vision. Getting critical of everything. Yeah, you're starting to pick the church apart and it's really you. You're and, making excuses not to go. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I was like, I even left the church and went and tried to find a new church. Because I'm like, that. I, I was like, I need something new. I'm just struggling. I'm, and I was looking all over and you know ended up back in my church again well, wait but, we're, we're gonna we're gonna continue this because we're gonna be about to go to break in like 30 seconds um this is live with ryan reese i got ronnie feist in studio and uh you know before we go to break we uh we do a, a shine study every thursday night at calvary chapel costa mesa at the Caris building at 7 p.m and then calvary chapel diamond bar on sunday nights at 6 p.m so if you're in the area cruise out and uh we we're doing high school tours the Kill the Noise Tour. Make sure if you want uh, Ryan and the crew to come out. Uh, they've been doing these amazing high school tours the last couple of months, but they're going to continue doing it to the next year, d- January, uh, into the, the 2016. So if you're a teacher, you're a student, have any kind of influence in a school, you want these guys out, make sure that you hit us up uh, through uh, com or com. Be able to, to get these guys out there because I know Ryan's heartbeat is just on fire. Uh, for these high schools, there's so many people going through so many things. Some of the things that Ryan's been talking about right now, there's so many people that are struggling with suicide and so many things. We're going to be talking about all of, a lot of stuff on the other side of the break. We'll see you in two minutes. Peace. More live with Ryan Race coming up. Call now, 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Well, let's hear it. Now, back to Live with Ryan Reese from Southern California. Live with Ryan Reese. I'm Sean McKenna. We have our good friend Ronnie Feist in studio. Ryan's here as well. And on the other side of the break, we were kind of just breaking down where Feist is in his life. You know, this guy has traveled the world. He's done motocross and so many different things. And, you know, God was doing a work in his life where he has all these opportunities, making his own plans. But then God started to show him that there had to be a change. And we were talking about the struggle of going through a routine and being dry and then the solution to it. And it's always getting to that secret place. It's getting right before God. And at the end of the break, we were just talking about like the battle that is there. And a lot of times we can make the Christian life more difficult than it has to be. And the one word that will destroy our walk with God is compromise. Compromise. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, let's talk about compromise because, you know, when we went to the break, Sean, or uh, Feist, you were talking about you know these these little sins that you can get in your life, and then all of a sudden you start saying you got sin in your life, and you're like, you start blaming on all oh, that worship stinks or that pastor, and you make all these excuses not to mm-hmm. go to church, but that sin it starts with compromise because mm-hmm. maybe out of the gates you're not going out hooking up with some chick, sleeping with some chick, or going out and getting wasted. Where does this start? Everything starts with a compromise. And when we started thinking about that, you know, I started thinking about, you know, when I was, I was, you know, I'm walking with God, I'm, I'm fired up for God, I'm, I'm trying to do what I 
got to do. And, and I want to, you know, I want to get married one day, you mm-hmm. know, I'm single and that's a, also a very crazy place to be a single mm-hmm. after you've already kind of, you know, been around doing your thing out there. Then now you're single trying to walk with God. That's a very hard place to be. Mm-hmm. So I'm praying, I'm, you know, I'm, I start, I see a girl at church. I start kind of hanging out with her and, uh, you know, I see kind of like God's moving in her life, you know, but there was something inside me, which was obviously the Holy Spirit kind of giving me these checks, but I wasn't like dating her. Like I wasn't like, I wasn't yeah. even holding her hand or anything. I was in we the were, friend zone. We were in the friend zone. <laughs> we'll just say that. And in this friend zone, uh, I was still getting these checks not to be in this friend zone, but I kept moving forward with it. And then I, I got to a point to where I just one day was like, you know, I, I'm just desperate for God. I'm like, God, I remember running up to my room. I got on my knees, got on my face before God. And I literally was calling to God, praying, going, God, this girl is fine, but something doesn't add up. I don't know what it is. If you want this girl out of my life, remove her. If not, then I'm going to just stay here, but you got to give me a sign. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm dumb. Like I need like a, I need lightning from heaven or like slapped upside your head. I need someone to come and just slap me. Just like, Nope. Not the one. So I pray. And that night, uh, I we go to a concert. And basically at the concert, you know, uh, what happens is this girl starts smoking weed and, and drinking beer. And just basically just loses her mind. And I'm like, there you go. All right, God. I got the message. There we go. I get it. I get it. And, and, you know, I knew at that point, I'm like, okay, God, she's out of here. Yeah, and I then I then I was angry. I was like, "Man, God, you, you know I'm single. I'm gonna have to be single. I guess I'm gonna have to be like Paul and just whatever." And I just you know kept my eyes on God, and I just dug into God even more and more. And I got to the place where I was at, like you said, Vice. I was like, "I'm done dating. Yeah. I'm over God. Whatever you want to do in my life, Thy will be done." And then God brought me my wife. But my point is this compromise. Yeah, this little compromise could have got me into a lot of trouble. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Easy. I mean, it, this could have this compromise could have got me into place if I started like hanging out with this chick, making out with her or whatever, because of my past door. life, I might have slept with the chick. Mm-hmm. Like, it, and that no. could have just ruined everything that God's been doing in my life hmm. at that point. For sure. But thank God, by God's grace, and me taking my being in tune with the Spirit and praying, and God showing yeah. up. So let's talk about some compromises. I, I I think a lot of Christians probably do compromise on the dating because. It's like you said. It ain't easy to be a single Christian because it's tough. So if you're gonna go there, like I feel like one of the best things you can do right off the bat is is look like is the relationship bringing you both to closer the to the Lord. Yep, and key. if it's not, if one of you's pulling the other one away, red flag it right there because okay. it shouldn't be like that. Okay. Well, here let's. What does the Bible say about that? It says, "Don't be in an unequally yoke." I can't tell you how many Christians come to me and go, "Hey, pray for my boyfriend." I had one come to me a couple weeks ago. This girl came, "Hey, pray for my boyfriend." You know, he's he's hooked on porn and this and that. And then as I start talking, I'm like, "Hold on, wait, wait." I go, "Is he a Christian?" No. And I'm like, "So wait, hold on. He's not a Christian. He can care less. Porn's like nothing. Getting drunk and all that. So that's nothing." What do you want me to do? Pray for your boyfriend? He's not even a Christian. Like, mm. you should not. First of all, let's let's go to the basics. Mm-hmm. The Bible says, "Don't be unequally yoked." What does light and darkness have in common? You shouldn't even be dating this yeah. dude because your morals are you're no, you don't want to sleep together. This guy's watching porn. His flesh yeah. is inflamed. He's, gonna... He's trying to sleep with you. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, 
Hold on. That, you got it all backwards yeah, here. Yeah, that'll get you off track real quick. That's that's a lot. I mean, you, you've talked to people about that. Tons. I mean, I, I've had this one a couple of years ago. It just tripped me out. One of those, like, are, are you kidding me? I was, like, living in the parking lot, and they asked me. He's like, hey, were you sure with my boyfriend? You know, he has problems with, you know, accepting different things. What He has, like, influence of Buddhism and all this kind of stuff. Mm. Like, okay, I talked to him. Then I talked to her. She's been walking with God for six years. And I'm like, how how long have you been at this being your boyfriend? It was like four years. And thinking of myself, I'm putting two to two together. I'm just like tripping. I mean, I talked to him and whatever. But the problem is, is like she had no business being in this relationship with this guy. And what all is going to come down to is how deep are you getting with God? Are you even connected mm-hmm. with the Lord? Because if you are connected with the Lord, this will not even be a possibility. Like Ronnie was saying, I think that is the, the, the easiest barometer test. Is this relationship drawing me closer to the Lord or away from God? Mm-hmm. And you will notice, if you're honest with yourself, you'll notice. Like Ronnie was saying, this girl is like, um, you know, doesn't want to go to church, you know, not wanting to read the Bible. All these, those are all signs. signs. Yeah. And flags. then you need to do something <laughs> about it because with everything in the Christian life, man, there's choices. You have the choice to obey what God's saying and you have the ability to reject it. But with rejecting God's will for your life, we're always going to get ourselves in problems and situations. Let's get real really quick. I mean, yeah. Fias, you can answer this question. So, so okay, so you're, date, you're a Christian and you're dating a non-Christian. Now, when you're dating, that means you guys like each other a lot. You guys are attracted, sexually mm-hmm. attracted to each other. Now, if one guy's not a Christian and one is, and you guys are hanging out all the time for five, four years, and you're telling me you're not sleeping together, right. or you're not doing anything else... Be, hang it, dude! What are you, Superman? Right. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. There is because the the longer you're together, the closer you become, the more comfortable you become. Mm-hmm. You're gonna if you're making you're out and doing all this, you're gonna end up. I even mean, if on. you have the attitude, I'm not gonna do this. It slowly will work its way in. It Absolutely. Does. It's like it's, Absolutely. Satan has a very good way of. It's a snake. Sneaks his way right in there, like opens up the door. Did you just give him that much? It'll eventually. You love this person. You, yeah, I mean, you're, I if you're dating this person, you're love this person, and that's actually fire. the next step because you get married, and then that's the next step. And you know what I say about that? I say this to a lot, a lot of people. There's always a day of reckoning. Like we could put on a front, we can put a facade. You can force this relationship. You can maybe say, you know what, he'll change or she'll change or whatever. Though she'll be closer to God once we get married or whatever. But I'll tell you what. If you are fighting against these signs that God is showing you, there will be a day of reckoning, and it'll be harder. Mm. You know, some people are like, oh man, it's so hard to to be single. It's tough to be single walking with the Lord. But I will say this: it's worse, far worse, to be in a relationship that you are not intended to be by the Lord, mm-hmm. and then to force yourself into getting married in a relationship with a man or a woman that God did not tell you to get married to. You want God's will for your life. Everything that is found in the Bible is for your benefit. It's for my benefit. Sexual immorality, drunkenness, all these things. It's not to keep us from fun. It's so that you can experience what God has for you personally. And then God starts putting the pieces into your life. He brings you a a man into your life if you're a woman. And for a guy out there, brings a woman into your life that is a complete complement to you. A helper comparable to you. That you can navigate through this crazy world, not alone, because God knows the heart of man. It's not good for men to be alone. 
he wants to bring this person to you, but a lot of times people are taking these side doors and They're taking these, these detours. detours, and it hinders them in the walk of God. He, he said it best, that prayer. God, what do you want? Yeah, that's what do you want? And the question is, if you're going out and you're dating all these people, you, you're basically saying you know better than God. Mm-hmm. God's created vice with, for a purpose. You yeah. for a purpose. Me. He, he has our, our – well, we actually found our wives finally. <laughs> but <laughs> you're next. You know what I mean? But God has that person for you. And he has to work on your heart. And he has to yeah. work on her heart to get you guys ready to come together. But what happens if you go out and you start dating all these other girls – then all you're doing is you're just lagging the, the time when your wife's going to come into your life. Mm-hmm. And that just goes for anyone that's listening. Hmm. You're just taking a detour to, to God working to bring this wife, or maybe you're even settling for second best. Right. You get caught up, and how easy it is to get caught up in a sexual relationship, where you're like, oh, the chick's completely psycho, but I just love sleeping with her. I mean, <laughs> how many of those relationships have we had? Mm-hmm. And then you I'm knock good. this chick up, and then you have this kid and you're like, well, I'm just going to marry her because I just want to do the right thing now. You know, I'm fun to follow God. And now you've settled for second best. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how many people I've, I've talked to in, the, in these situations. And you know what's added to the whole battle is like then the enemy wins in a lot of areas of your life. You know, and I know Feist has hit on this a little bit is that there's a condemnation that can come in a lot of people's life. You know, you start seeing your Bible, oh, man, I don't want to read no more, all that kind of stuff. Satan is a tactician, man. He knows exactly what's going to discourage you from getting closer to God. There's a script, uh, a verse, not a verse, a saying or quote your dad always says. It's always stuck in my mind. Uh, your dad, Raul, it says, uh, John Bunyan, this book will keep you from sin. But Ooh. sin will keep you from, from this, this book, book. and it's that. key. Yep. It's it's so simple. And it's true because if I'm in the Word of God, convictions are going to come. Like it's going to be whoa, mm-hmm. I'm off. I'm off pace right now. Yep. There's something that's a check mark in my life. I'm listening to somebody that's teaching the Word of God with an open heart. Ooh, man, that hurt. Mm-hmm. That's good. That mean mean it's working. It's going to keep you on the right track. But if you close this book, you don't want to listen to it. This book, you're going to be open for sin. You're going to be open to listening to the enemy because you're going to serve someone. You're going to serve God. You're going to serve the flesh. And, you know, walk in the Christian life. You know, for, for somebody that has been in, in the scene, an, an athlete, basically, is very important to have discipline. You brought that up many times. And I, I back you up the same thing. Discipline in the Christian life is very important. Because the enemy, you have to understand, he strategizes against us. The Bible refers to him as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And if there was a lion walking down the hallway, you'd be out the door, right? Put a lion in here right now (laughs) trying to devour someone. We'd be out. That's what it is. He gives you a picture in your mind like you need to be on guard. you got to be on point mentally, spiritually, Mm -hmm. emotionally connected with the Lord. Because in yourself, you're a weak man. You're a weak woman out there. You need God's guidance yeah. in your life. I, I've heard advice when you, you know, when you uh, just found the Lord, you were watching Joel Osteen on TV. You didn't know any, that was your only connection to God. And then Deegan bought you a Bible, mm-hmm. but you knew, you didn't even know about sin. And you know, there should be, there's some Christians that are probably listening right now that are in that place where you were. And what happened? You didn't know about sin. You were living with your girlfriend. You were still doing cocaine. You were still drinking, going out, popping it off, partying. But you were listening to Joel Olstein. He didn't talk about sin, no. so you didn't understand it. But then you got a Bible. What what was happening when you opened that Bible? Yeah, basically, like you were saying, you get convicted. There's things you'll read verses that will speak to your heart, and you're like, 
my that that's me. I, I'm not supposed to be doing that right now, and I'm doing that. And then you can get convicted. You're like, man, and because you have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit wants a desire to do what's right. So then you're like, well, I want to do what's right, but I'm doing what's wrong. So there comes a point where you have to make a choice. A choice, yep. Like, am I going to continue in my sin, or am I going to change my direction? And do what the word says, and that's where free will comes that's, in. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and that's, and what that's the power that, is. It's like when you can get get turn from that and get that stuff out of your life. Sin just drags you back, drags you back. Like when you can get the sin out, it's like it's when you can get the power in. What? Yeah. What's a good illustration of like uh, you know? Because sin, like dude, that's pretty much a good illustration. The, the sin keeps the power out. Mm-hmm. It's like like I was talking about with that cord. It's like that iPhone. It's plugged into the iPhone, but it's not charging. Mm-hmm. Sin doesn't allow it to like click it robs in. You, it robs but then once you get that sin out, all of a sudden it's like the juice. The phone is charging. You got full power and you're ready. Mm-hmm. But yep. that sin, it just it cuts off the the, the, the the power in your life. And then everything it's buckles. robbing, oh, yeah. robbing. Basically, it's, I feel like it robs robs you of what God really wants. And he still loves you. He's still mm-hmm. going to keep working in you. But mm-hmm. you're not going to really get the God's best, the right. fullness of God. What is the fullness of God? The exceeding greatness in his power. Like, that's what we want, right? That's so it's it. like, if there's sin there, God can't bless sin. Mm-hmm. You, he needs to burn you out of that so he can get have your whole heart. I, he wants us. The Bible says he's a jealous God. He don't want 98%. He wants 100 And a lot of that 98% might be those little compromises. You know? Who knows what it could be anything. It could Little things that you just holding on to that you know the word says you need to let go, but you're like. They could be little. Let's, let's talk about what are some other little, like small compromises. Maybe there's people listening that there's these little compromises that they're not even thinking about in their life. Like it could be as small as this, like music you're listening to. Mm-hmm. You could be listening to the gnarliest music. If you really listen to some of these lyrics of like a lot of this music that's out, I'm not saying mm-hmm. run from all music, but you listen to Little Wayne or like certain music and you're like, dude, that's pretty gnarly. Right. And it sounds like, you know, like a, a porn or something. Mm-hmm. Like that music, if you're calling yourself a Christian and you're listening to these lyrics, they're, they're talking about drugs and alcohol and sex. Dude, that's a. That's just a, feed in the flat. Like that's a major. It's compromise. harder to deal with when you let that in. The easiest time that you you can deal with the sin in your life is when you can like don't give the flesh anything. Like if you if you basically like if you struggle with porn, don't have naked magazines in the house. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> right. or you struggle with alcohol. Well, why are you hanging out at the bar? Yeah. Like it's just like it's like or like anything it's like if you if it's if it's way. women like say your your weakness is a women you you have an issue of struggling with girls why are you on instagram looking at all the hot chicks pages all right. that's doing is feeding the flesh and then when you get in that situation you're going to it's going to be harder for you to deal with that because you already been just kind of building this little like lust of like oh man yep, right. I, I need I need me a hot chick or whatever and it's yep. just that's going to cause you to fall it's like you need that's what i'm saying you need to get to the root of the sin, like where does it start? Hmm. You know what I mean. Get where is it starting? Like it might not, like you said, you might not just be sleeping with someone. It might be a small compromise of just staring at girls' Photos. pages. Right. Yes, Dude, and it absolutely. starts there, but that absolutely. fuels the flesh. Yep. And like yep. you, we know, you're either going to feed the spirit or the flesh, and whatever one you feed in is the one that dominates. Because when you can get cut off all those fleshy things and start just feeding the spirit, and I've been on this new thing, like Lord, be the Lord. Everything, mm. like Lord, my eyes. I'm, I'm. I don't want even my eyes to go. You know, you know how your eyes are. You, oh, yeah. you're yeah. in the gym, man. There's girls yeah. walking all over the gym. Your eyes want to pan down. Look, look, take a look. Lord, 
Lord, my eyes, I don't even want to look. Like, Lord, be the Lord of my heart, be the Lord of my eyes, be the Lord of my money, Lord of everything of my life. And, like, and I feel like when you just start giving all that stuff to God, like, he deals with it. Yeah. Like, I find that, like, I'm, I'm on my phone all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm just ADD. Just give me <laughs> yeah. something to do. Yeah. But, like, since I've been in this shift of what's going on, I've just been throwing everything at God. I, I post pics on Instagram, but I find myself less and less scrolling through the other people's posts. It's almost like I don't even care anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah. what's on there? Yeah. A bunch of nothing. nothing. <laughs> it's it's, like, nothing. it's just time wasted. Yeah. You know, I, there was a good quote when you were talking about the feeding the flesh. There was a quote at the Calvary Chapel pa- uh, Pastors Conference. I don't know if it was Ray Bentley or who it was. It was a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. But he, the quote was, God cannot speak to flesh. Mm-hmm. He can't speak to flesh. And if we're living this life of flesh, God doesn't speak to flesh because he's a holy God. Yeah. We worship him in spirit and truth it talks about in John. So if we're living this life of like feeding the flesh, looking at pictures, listening yeah. to music, whatever compromises are going on in your life, and you're going, God's not speaking to me. Well, because he doesn't speak to flesh, you got to cut out, like you said, Fox, you got to go to the root. Cut out the sin, Uproot. and it's these it's these little compromises. Yep. I'm telling you, dude, the biggest thing that the way Satan works is these compromises. I know because there's compromises that could be in my life that they just start these little things, but then all of a sudden I'm like, man, I gotta get this thing out of my life. It's just these little stupid compromises that lead to other things, and it could even just be with social media. We're all, my eyes to what I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're all on a journey with God. Like all of us had a different places in our life where we had like dramatic conversions where God began to just change and transform our lives. But now as we've been walking with God, like me for over 11 years and these guys a little bit less around the same time, eight years, nine years, it's like we've all gone through different peaks and valleys or walk with God. We've gone through the dry seasons. And I know that dry seasons will, will come again at different mm-hmm. times. It's places where God's going to stretch me and, and, and strengthen me in my faith with God. But it's so important that I learn from every aspect of my life and not give over to the things of the flesh because there are going to be temptations along the way. Mm-hmm. There always have been. You know, it's always important to have, like Feist was saying earlier, about people around you that can uh, be that iron against you mm-hmm. where you guys can get strong, you know, amongst yourself because it's so very important because there's so many distractions, so many obstacles. I, Ryan's dad's always been a great influence in my life. I remember this one time... A, thing that always stuck with me he said to you guys hey when you're going down the hallway and you see these girls looking at you hey that's not because it, you're good looking it's <laughs> no, the not. enemy <laughs> is, <laughs> it's the enemy that is setting you up huh. and you know what that happens it happens all the time and if you're not spiritually in tune with god you'll be like hey maybe it's my lucky day maybe maybe i'm looking good you don't understand that the enemy is trying to set you up to veer you off from what god has for you we, mm-hmm. we have we have um we have, we have Phone calls coming in. I want to go and we have 10 minutes left, but I want to try and get as many as we can as possible. We have uh, Chantel calling from, uh, you guys can't see it on the board. Uh-uh. Chantel, where are you calling from tonight? Um, I'm calling from Los Lunas, New Mexico. Oh, right on. What's, so what's your question? Well, I, I have um, a couple of questions, actually. Um, I'm going right now through a spiritual warfare at my house. Um, we do plead the blood of Jesus over our house. We anoint our house um, and there's still stuff going on, like, that we hear things, we see things. And it's not just me, it's my kids, too. Yeah. And they're real scared to go, like, to the bathroom. Mm. And I just say, just plead the blood of Jesus. Say, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. But they're still scared. It feels like real, like, fear. Okay, I got I got a couple questions for you. Um, all three of us that are in this uh, 
mm. office or whatever this place is, the studio. We've all uh, witnessed w- w- witness demons, demonic stuff in our houses. Feist actually used to have uh, uh, these 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 voodoo dolls that he got from all over the world in his house, and he was having scratching on walls and different things. And what happened is he had to go and clean out his house. So mm-hmm. my question to you is, h- how old are your kids? Um, I have an 11-year-old. A thirteen-year-old, a twelve-year-old, and a seven-year-old. So my my question to you is: Do you, your husband, or your kids have anything that that uh, relates to uh, the occult? I mean, is there uh, paranormal movies? Uh, is there, you know, uh, drugs? Or I mean, is there anything in the house that does not honor God? Is there music in there? Because whatever's in your house, you guys, you need to pray and ask God what's in your house. And you need to clean out that stuff completely. Okay, I think there's music. My son, when, um, one of my sons, he listens to, he likes to listen to rap. And since I don't like it, he takes it to his room and he listens to it. And um, what else? Some scary movies. I, I would honestly, I would go go through your house and pray to God and have him show you what you need to get rid of. I mean, this is this is your house, your kids under your, your roof. You know, my house, we will serve the Lord. You, I would have them get rid of any of that stuff because what's happening is you're opening these doorways for this supernatural stuff to happen in your house. I would clean out the movies, the music, and just go through each room and look through everything and say, God, show me what stuff is in here. And after you clean that stuff out, anoint your house. Even call a pastor to come over and pray for your house. Anoint your kids and pray the bleed, blood, uh, pray for the blood of Christ over that house that God will remove that stuff in your house. I'm going to put you on hold. We'll, we're going to get your number and uh, try and get a pastor out to you. We only got a few minutes left, so I'm going to put you on hold. All right, Chantel? Okay, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. And I think we have two more minutes. Um, shoot, we're going to have to just uh, end this. If you guys are on the phone, we're going to take your calls right after this because we're going to be running out of time here shortly. But uh, we are here uh, every Thursday night at Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa, at Shine at 6 p.m. in the Karis building. And then we are at Shine in Diamond Bar at Calvary Chapel uh, Diamond Bar at 7 o'clock on Sunday night. 6 o'clock. What? 6 o'clock. Six o'clock. <laughs> I, wait, what did I say about Shine? Shine no, in Orange right. County, right. 7, yep. and then Shine Diamond Bar at 6 p.m. Feist. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yeah, brother. It was Good. sick. How do people find you? If want to uh, you you got RonnieFeist.com is the website. At Ronnie Feist is the Instagram. At Ronnie Feist is the Twitter. And then it's Ronnie Feist FMX on Facebook. And uh, that's it. I'll be at uh, Lucas Oil racing off-road in the pro-light class Sick. this so, year. So you're single and you're a Christian. <laughs> no, but we're waiting. We're waiting that God will. No, that's another thing. Since you brought that back up, if you're going to date, set like I really kind of going through some stuff in my own life. Yeah. set some boundaries up, yeah. friendship boundaries, and yeah. and ask God to come in and really God show, ask, see if God is in it, and He will show you if He's in it or not. And then if you make it this phase two, set up some some more boundaries, and you you'll be able to see where the heart of the other person is. Because if Absolutely. people start pushing those boundaries. You really, you really know. And like I said, always test. The Bible says test all things, right? Mm-hmm. And it says to let the Lord build the house, right? Let yep. the Lord build a house. If not, you labor in vain. Exactly. So let God build the relationship. And, and if it flows. It's, yeah, if it's flowing and you're seeing God moving and he's in it, then roll with it. And like I said, if someone's pulling someone farther from God, then red flag it and get out of it. Because, I mean. It's not I, worth I, it. No, it's I feel like it. that's it's been a, one of the, the things that got me off track over and over is dating 
in an unequal yoke. So, and how do you know she's a Christian? You you'll know the tree by its fruit. Yeah, comes out of their life. Exactly. You need someone. If you're on fire, you need someone that's on fire. So whether you know male or female, if you're lonely, wait for he'll bring it in time and wait for him. All right, we love you guys, and we'll see you guys next week. Merry Christmas, guys. Take care. Peace. Peace out. This has been Live with Ryan Reese. To connect or find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for Live with Ryan Reese. A powerful prayer life does not require hiking a mountain to be able to hear from God. God can meet us right in the middle of our busy lives to help, guide, and speak to us through prayer. I'm Christina Patterson, host of the Teach Us to Pray podcast, providing practical teaching and encouragement on how you can make prayer a natural and consistent part of your everyday life. I promise it won't require hiking a mountain, but you just might develop the faith to move one. Listen and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.